This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Another day in the NFL? Some more craziness has happened. I'm trying to tell you, I've been covering the NFL for a very long time. Obviously, there's others that have been covering the NFL for a lot longer than me, including one of the guests that we'll have coming up on the show today. But I, for the life of me, cannot remember an offseason that has been so crazy and so many ups and I don't even want to say ups and downs because it's not really downs. I guess it's if you're some of these franchises that lose some of these big time players, maybe that's a down. But man, it's been so much fireworks that have been going on in the NFL this offseason. It is absolutely nuts. I mean, I really challenge somebody to tell me an offseason that has been more crazy than this one. And welcome into Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Demon Cotton, he's behind the wheels of steel. Your boy Q, and we're here with you for the next couple hours. Excited about the show that we have for you, but I was out earlier this morning uh, talking to the kids, doing you know doing a little community work. I was out there at a Northwest Career and Technical Academy uh, here in Las Vegas, and talking to the talking to a, a bunch of classes actually about broadcasting and what it means to be uh, you know in the broadcasting field and how it can open things up. And you know it's, it's just an area and a field that they're interested in getting into. So there was a, a nice panel of us, a couple from here in the building, and then others across the across the uh, the city that maybe on TV or other. We had engineers there, all kind of different people in that in that field anyway I'm sitting there I tell you this story to tell you I'm sitting there and all of a sudden my phone starts going off and I'm in front of a class and it's about a class of I'd probably say about 45 to 50 kids in there and all of a sudden my phone starts going off because my phone as my wife could be my witness to goes off all the time when Twitter is is acting up all of a sudden when something's going on on Twitter and the wife's like, oh, there goes your phone again. There goes Twitter. Something must be happening. So that's what's going on. And my phone's in my pocket. So at some point, I, I, I want to stop. You know, I want it to stop. And then my watch is going off, too. So everything's going off. And I'm trying to pay attention to the kids. Finally, I just said, all right, forget it. I'm just going to pull the phone out. And I start looking. Also, I go, oh. <laughs> I literally went, whoa. <laughs> Did you explain to everyone else what was happening? I, no, I explained to the people next to me. I was like, Tyreek Hill's about to get traded. Like Tyreek. And that's how it started. That was the first tweet. Tyreek Hill is on the verge of getting uh, traded. But once he got tweeted, uh, tweeted once he got traded, a ri- a, a ri- like straight up, then it really went nuts. Then it really went nuts. And so I'm up here trying to talk about the greatness of broadcasting and how much fun I have doing sports broadcasting and all this other stuff. And my Twitter is blowing up with all kind of announcements and all kind of updates on the, on the trade. But I tell you all that to tell you that, man, what an offseason. Devontae Adams gets signed, meets with the media yesterday. He joins the show yesterday. Lots of good stuff to talk about. You start looking at the AFC West. You're like, man, every team is loaded. And then all of a sudden, Kansas City ain't got Tyreek Hill. That's so wild. Like, Because PFF even put out the graphic, which tight end receiver duo is better. Right. And then it was just one of those who going to tell them to delete it. Man, it's, just it's like crazy. Just like that it happened. Well, man, it's just it's absolutely nuts. Now, look. Kansas City got a lot in return for Tyreek Hill. A lot. 
So let's not just say that, hey, they're out of the out of it now. They're not going to be uh, players in the AFC West because they have plenty of time to make plenty of moves, and I know that they will, especially with all that draft capital they have. So some people hit me up. Oh, Q, Kansas City's the worst team in the division. Look, I ain't going to say that already. It's only March 23rd. There's still plenty of time. But when Tyreek Hill gets traded, and to know that Devontae Adams actually had a little bit of a play in that, like Devontae Adams is part of the reason why he got traded. Not directly. It's not like Devontae Adams said, hey, Kansas City trade him. wasn't that. But the contract that he got from the Raiders made Tyreek Hill say, I want to be the highest paid wide receiver. I want more than that dude just got. And Kansas City didn't want to do it. What do we always say? It's always about the money. It's always about the money, regardless if it's the player or the team. It's always about the money. Show me the money. That's what he wanted to see. And you know what? The Dolphins showed it to him. They showed him the money. They gave a bunch of, a bunch of draft capital, but they got their guy. And they're building up a hell of a roster. They're trying to put up a hell of a roster there in Miami. So watch out. I'll say this. And I just did an interview. I just did a phone interview on the Raiders about 30 minutes ago with a radio station in Alabama. And they said, we just had to get you on to ask about the AFC West and the Raiders and everything going on. It is nuts. And it's like literally 12 or 13 teams that should be playoff teams next year. We all know you can't have 13 playoff teams or 12 playoff teams. You can't. You only have seven. So it's going to be some of those are going to be sitting at home. Really good teams are going to be sitting at home next year from the AFC. And the NFC, eh, who knows? Uh, that's the thing. I looked at a graphic, and it was all of these trades or big moves, it's all been NFC to AFC or AFC within. Right. The only move that they could put that, hey, someone was traded from the AFC to the NFC was Carson Wentz going to the Washington football team. And that hurts the, the NFC East because <laughs> yeah. he stinks. I will say it looks like Bobby Wagner is about to sign with the Rams. That's something. That's something to watch out for. Because the Rams, they always have plenty of money, plenty of cap, uh, draft capital. They have everything that they need, right? Just add it. Think about the think about the the defensive lineup. If you add Bobby Wagner to that defense that they have, man, they really got something going. But again, that's what the Rams do. And and I'm not mad at the the teams that are going out there and putting all the work in to build up the squad the way that they are. So and, and that includes the Raiders. Coming up on today's show at 2:15, and a matter of fact, about less than 10 minutes. We're going to have touchdown Tim Brown. DeMar reached out to Tim Brown and got him uh, confirmed to be on the show in a matter of minutes. We'll talk all things Devontae Adams, what he brings to the table, of uh, the conversation that Tim Brown had with Devontae Adams earlier today. If you remember going back to his uh, Devontae's press conference yesterday, he said, I have not had a chance to talk to Mr. Brown yet. He said Tim at first, and he said, uh, I should say Mr. Brown. He said he hadn't had a chance. Then Tim Brown tweeted out earlier today, hey, I finally talked to Devontae Adams. Um, Raider Nation, you're going to love this man. I mean, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. But basically, he said all glowing things about him. So DeMond jumped on that and said, okay, let me go ahead and get Tim Brown and get him on the show. So he's going to join us in a matter of minutes to talk all things Devontae Adams and what he means to the Raiders going forward. Then at 2.30, you're going to have Anthony Galavis from the Fresno Bee. He's going to join the show, and he was actually here in town yesterday for Devontae Adams' press conference. He is, again, from the Fresno Bee, so you can see the connection, right? Derek Carr, Fresno State. Uh, Devontae Adams, Fresno State. So uh, Anthony's been all over that, so he'll give us the, the bulldog perspective of that, what it means to the program to have those two playing together, what Raider Nation should expect from those two playing together as he was there for when uh, they were playing at Fresno State, how much he's, you know, how much Devontae Adams has grown since he was a member of the, uh, of the Fresno State Bulldogs. All that good stuff will come up at 2.30 with Anthony Galaviz. And then at 3 o'clock, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle pushed back one day. He was supposed to join us yesterday, but... 
He was uh, he was willing to push back an, an extra day for us since we had everything going on with Devontae Adams yesterday. So he said, no worries, Q. We'll, we'll do it tomorrow. So he's going to join us at 3 to talk all things NFL. We'll talk about the Tyreek Hill move. Obviously, we'll talk about Deshaun Watson, Devontae Adams, uh, Bobby Wagner to the Rams. I mean, all this different stuff that's going on. And I'll ask him. That'll be one of the first questions I ask him. Has he ever seen an offseason this crazy? Because I, I, I honestly don't believe that dude's been covering the league over 40-something years. I almost... Guarantee you he's never seen an offseason like this. I yeah, almost guarantee it. This is almost NBA level of player empowerment, of players just making, calling their own shots, most of these players. Yeah, but not really, though. Think about it, because these guys are getting traded. I mean, Devontae Adams said, he. I mean, he didn't. He couldn't force his way out. Yeah, you can't force your way out, but like I said, they're not making a stink of it like NBA players, but there's, there's a way. Hey, Devontae Adams, $28 million a year. I want that or more. Right. We're not going to give it to you. Well, it looks like I want to be traded then. I just think that teams now are willing to go and make the big splash move. You know what I mean? The the right now, like it would have been so frowned upon two or three years ago, probably even maybe two two years ago, if no, before Tampa Bay went and made all their moves that they made. So probably about three or four years ago, if a team like Miami just went and threw all the different draft capital that they threw at Kansas City for one guy. Oh, my God, they would have got raked over the coals. But, hey, you know what they're doing? They're putting playmakers around their, their team. And, and I say their team because I don't even know who their quarterback is. It might be Tua. Might be. But it might not be. Teddy Two Gloves is back there. Mm. Just waiting. Yeah, well, <laughs> neither one of those guys inspire me too much. And that's another question. There's still quarterbacks out there that could be moving around. You still got Baker Mayfield in Cleveland sitting there chilling. And it sounds like nobody wants him. I, I, I understand. He's not terrible. But he also, I think more, not just the play on the field, more just his, his lack of leadership skills, lack of being an adult. And you could do that if you're a wide receiver. You could do that if you're a running back. You could be an immature player if you're the right tackle. But not really the quarterback. You know what I mean? The quarterback kind of has a bigger responsibility, uh, similar to what, I mean, look what Derek Carr had to do last season. It was way more that Derek Carr had on his shoulders than just delivering the ball. He had so much on his on his mind, everything in his heart, everything he had to do last year. That's what the quarterback position, that's part of the responsibility. Baker Mayfield don't have that. And I was thinking about what you were saying there, and it's you can't be a headache at the quarterback, but it's also you can't be average. Because you think about Aaron Rodgers, Packers are willing to put up with it. We'll make you the highest paid player in the league, they said. But that's what happens when you're the MVP. Right. And you're just... Middle of the middle of the road. Right. I, exactly. You know, and I think even to them, I think this whole scenario and the way that, you know, it's back and forth with Aaron Rodgers, I think it's getting old with them, too. <laughs> you know, now they're not going to just, hey, he's out of here. You know, we're going to get rid of you. But I think that they're that's probably weighing on them, too. I think that weighed on Devontae Adams a little bit. That's part of the reason why he's a member of the Raiders now. I think that that, that gets old, man. Not knowing what someone's going to do, always threatening to leave or whatever. You know, remember... Before Aaron Rodgers, who was it in Green Bay? Brett Favre? Oh, I might retire this year. And everybody. I remember I remember those summers. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, just announce if you're leaving. Are, are you re- yeah, are you going to retire or not? I'm going to retire. I'm you miss go me to- yet? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, oh, I think I'm going to come back. Oh, I think I'm going to retire. Oh, I think- that got so old. It just gets old after a while. So I think that that had a lot to do with Devontae Adams deciding that, you know, Green Bay wasn't the place for him either. He knew that his buddy... Derek Carr was going to be here. He knew that the Raiders were going to hook him up with an extension, and they were going to ride it out together. He don't have to worry about, well, maybe Derek's going to wake up and be like, hey, I want to go host Wheel of Fortune, or I want to go do this. I want to, you know, I want to 
deceive the media about being vaccinated or not. You know, I mean, like, and not that that matters, but it's just like the shenanigans get old after a while. It just does. It's like, dude, we know you're great. Yes, you're fantastic. One of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. But at the end of the day, you only got one ring. <laughs> at the end of the day, you only got one ring. And also, you mentioned Derek Carr not doing all of the antics and like just making a stink of things. He did miss a game because of his vaccination status. It didn't hurt their seeding, but imagine if it did. Because, you know, it didn't matter because they still lost right. at home. Right. But imagine, like, yay, that's affecting our seeding. Now we're on the road for a playoff game instead of hosting it because of what your decisions as a quarterback. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, that, that, that does affect guys because they did go out there and stunk it up in Kansas City. Yep. No, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. So, uh, fantastic show got lined up for you. Very excited about it. In a matter of minutes, we'll be talking to Tim Brown. Then we got Anthony Galavis right after that. And John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. We'll try to get some cover three in around 3.30. Plus, we'll also hear from you, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider, Locked On Raider podcast. I'm talking about my podcast now. Straight off the the. Uh, the, uh, the the Raider Nation listener line here, 702-365-9200. Way too many phone numbers going on. And then 69187, keyword R&R, that's the text line. Uh, so we're going to get all that cooking for you in a matter of minutes. we got a text from Big Deuce. The kids got a firsthand account of what your job is actually about. Did you share that information with the rest of the class? Yeah, I let it, I let it be known. I let it be known what was going on. Uh, of course, I didn't make it uh, about me and, and the whole situation, but I did let it know, let them let them know what was going on as far as uh, the, the news that never ends. And it's not really a job. It's more of a lifestyle. And, and that's the beauty of it. That's exactly what the, the beauty of, of doing what we do on the daily is. It's not a job. It's literally a lifestyle. So if you're willing to live the lifestyle, cool. If you're not, well, <laughs> then you're out of luck because that's exactly what this is. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. And there's no better way to kick off the opening drive than with touchdown Tim Brown. He joins us now on the phone lines, the Hall of Famer. And and Tim Brown, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, I I wanted to have you on the show. I saw your tweet that you, you sent out about having that conversation with Devontae Adams. Of course, Raider Nation is all pumped up about the acquisition and what him and Derek Carr can do, but you let it be known that Raider Nation is going to love this young man, and I think they already do. But what did you learn about Devontae Adams in your guys' conversation? Man, uh, you know, I just love the way he talks about the game, talks about uh, his his outlook on the game and uh, uh, his focus and, and all that, man. You know, it's not about, you know, uh, not just about breaking my records, which I fully expect him to do. But, uh, you know, he's trying to win a championship, man. And, uh, you know, this was his team growing up, you know. And uh, now he has a chance to try and win a championship for him. And uh, this is this is a dream come true for him. You know, it's it's really special when you do have an opportunity to go and do something you love. And, and like myself, I was a Raider fan my whole life, and now being able to be on yeah. the Raider on the radio and cover the Raiders like this is a dream come true. Did, did he explain sure. to you what it even means to him now to be a Raider and, and to be in those shoes of actually being a part of the team that he grew up loving? Well, you know, I think that's one of those things, man. That uh, it's hard to explain until you actually put that jersey on. And go out there on that field, even for practice, man. I think when he when he's walking out, he see himself in the mirror in that silver and black. I think it's going to be something that's going to really take him by surprise. But, but yeah, you know, he he's super excited about it. Uh, you know, uh, we we have a little history going way back because his his uh, his dad's fiance uh, was my wife's good friend in in Oakland. 
So there's, nice. there's a good possibility when he was five and six years old, he, he came by my house. Well, I know he did a couple times. I just wasn't there when he when he came by. So it's uh, pretty interesting. I've been hearing about him since he was 10, 11 years old. And uh, it's just incredible to see everything he's been able to accomplish. Yeah, no, it really is. And the way that he was talking in the media session yesterday, you could just tell he's a humble young man, even though he's he's yep. really good and he's hungry, but he's he's also humble. And and one thing I wanted to ask you, because you were an alpha dog, you were that difference maker for the wide receiver position for the Raiders. What I mean, how do you distinguish what a, a good wide receiver is, which the league has plenty of good wide receivers, and then you have difference makers, you have alpha dogs, in which that's what Devontae Adams is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the alpha dogs, as you put it, you know, those are the guys, man, that everybody knows is third and seven, and everybody in the stadium knows where the ball is going. And the defense knows, the offense knows, everybody knows. The referee, everybody knows where the ball is going. And But there's nobody who can stop it because this guy's going to find a way to get it done. I don't care if you triple cover me. You know what I mean? Junior Sale used to tell me, he said, Tim, there were times when you were in the slot, we would have four guys watching you. And depends on one, what, what way you release, maybe a guy will come off of you. But if you release a certain way, then three guys will be still looking at you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you find a way to get it done, man, no matter what, what's out there. And I, I think that's the guy, not, not that I think. I mean, I think he's proved that that's who he is, man. And um, I'm just really looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing all that in a, in a silver and black, man. I don't know if I've seen that for a long time, <laughs> if ever. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, that's a ton of firepower. That's what we've been talking about. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, even Josh Jacobs out of the backfield. And now you add Devontae Adams to the mix. When, when Jerry Rice joined the, the team and, and was your tag team partner, how much did that change the game for both of you guys having two alpha dogs on the field at the same time? Oh, it was it was amazing, man. You know, it was really amazing because uh, Jerry and I are two totally different players. We could have played 20 years together, man, and we would have never bumped heads on, on the field because we like to do different things on the field. So, um, you know, having him out there, I knew that when I came across that field, that safety wasn't going to be wait, waiting for me because he was running with Jerry. You know, I knew that every time, you know, and um, and I'm sure he had the same comfort with me. So, um, you know, I think there's one of those things, man, where – the guys on this team hadn't seen or hadn't felt on the football field what they're going to feel having a guy like Devontae Adams uh, out there, you know, on on the edge, you know, because it's not that he has the ability just to take you deep. He has the ability to do it all. Right. And uh, when you have a guy who can do that, man, it just really puts a lot of pressure on the defenses. And between the the, the – the relationship that they have. Derek Carr was his quarterback in college. He was there. I mean, they've obviously developed a nice chemistry. Uh, they haven't thrown for a couple years now because the Raiders moved to Vegas, but they still have that great chemistry. How quickly do you think that they can get on the same page with each other? You know, when you have pros like those guys, man, it's not going to take long. I mean, it, it may take a half a practice or, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's one of those things, man. You know, I mean, for for he he knows how Derek throws balls. He he'll get reaccustomed to that pretty quickly. Uh, 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 Derek knows how he runs routes, so this is not going to be something that we're going to go be midway through the season. Go oh well, they're not on the same page yet. <laughs> no, that that's not the case. <laughs> Talking right now with the Hall of Famer Tim Brown here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. My man Demond's got one for you. Yeah, Mr. Brown, when it comes to having a crowded receiver room, what's that perfect balance between wanting to get your numbers but also knowing that wins come first? Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I was saying all last year that, you know, Hunter Renfro, I was happy that he was having a great year, but Hunter shouldn't be catching 100 balls in this offense. 
uh, in the offense that they had going last year. What they do this year is going to be a little different. But Hunter is not there to catch 100, 100 balls. But he's going to have a better year this year, I believe, by catching 55, 60 passes. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they're, going to, they're not going to need him to catch 100 passes because they're going to have a guy like Devontae. And hopefully, you know, Darren can stay healthy and, and have a full season also. So uh, so I, I think that's what, what happens in a situation like this. That was something that was never even talked about during my day. Everybody knew that I was going to get seven, eight looks, or seven, eight, nine touches, you know, impossible, you know, during the course of a game. So uh, I don't think there was anybody in the in the locker room who wanted seven, eight touches at the time. <laughs> you know, they wanted to be out there, but you know, that's a that's a that's a hard position to be in, man. And you may think you want it until it's third and eight, and everybody's watching you. I mean, do you really want it then? You know, and like like you said before, it takes an alpha dog to have that mentality uh, to be able to say, yeah, yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, 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 throw that ball to me. So, uh, but uh, I don't think the locker room is going to be, or the, 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 the meeting room is going to be divided at all. Uh, I think these guys are going to be on the same page about what's happening. They know they don't pay this about $25 million. <laughs> Right, <laughs> they're throwing two two passes a game. No, no, not at all. I mean, they, they've they've shown their commitment to wanting to win and wanting to win right now. As you sit back from the outside and look in, what are your thoughts on the crazy AFC West that made another turn today with Tyreek Hill getting traded? I, I cannot believe they did that, man. I, I, you know, I, I understand that there may be things we don't know, and maybe they didn't want to pay him that money because it it whatever. But man, to get him, I, <laughs> I've been sending so many texts a day to all my boy. Hoo hoo, yes. You know, it's just, I mean, it's unbelievable to, to believe that we don't have to deal with Tyreek Hill anymore as far as uh, in a division anyway. So, um, you know, I, I, I can't understand it, man. I really can't. But, you know, again, I'm sure they have a plan, and um, let's see if their plan works out. You've played ball under some really good play callers. I mean, you just had that that benefit to be able to have guys that could design and, and find ways to get guys open. Josh McDaniels is considered one of the best play callers in the game. How do you think he's going to use all the weapons that the Raiders now have? Well, look, I mean, it, it should be a blast for him, right? I mean, you know, having a guy like Darren Waller who can really stretch the field and do whatever you want him to do in the field, uh, you know, Josh and his ability to run the ball and to come out the backfield, um, you know, of course, you got Hunter and, and Devontae now. And, you know, I, and I think this is going to make, um, you know, Brian Edwards' uh, job a little easier, too. You know, now he doesn't have to even think about being the first or second receiver. Now he can fall into that third receiver role and really just, you know, work on his craft, man, until he's ready to step up. And um, um, so, look, I mean, you, you should have five guys, man, that um, when they step on the field, uh, they should be able to dominate because the field is going to be spread wide open now. You know, they're not going to be the double hunter ever again, right. you know, in this situation. They can't ever double him because they double him, then that means uh, Devontae has to be one-on-one, and they're going to be stupid to do that, that's for sure. Well, we always are going to talk a lot of offense with you because, well, you're a Hall of Fame wide receiver, so we're going to do that. But I did want to ask you, just what were your thoughts on, you know, the Max Crosby contract extension, a fourth-round draft pick. Uh, now, all of a sudden, he's, he's seeing the fruits of his labor, and then they also bring in Chandler Jones as a bookend. Uh, what do you think of the, the defense that the Raiders are starting to put together? Man, I'm, I'm really excited, man. I'm happy for these guys, you know, and, um, you know, the money is like play money now, right? It's like Monopoly money, but uh, <laughs> but I guess they get to really spend it, so it could be Monopoly money to us, but it's real to them. Uh, but, uh, no, I'm just happy to see the uh, the Raiders move out and, 
and do some things uh, like they're doing on defense and, you know, obviously on offense too. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the season. Try not to rush rush life by, rush life by but at the same time, I can't wait, man. I may even have to come to some preseason games this year just to see what, what they're looking like. But um, it's, uh, it's, it's fun already, and I just can't wait for the season to start. There you go. We're talking again with the Hall of Famer Tim Brown here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more quick ones for you. Uh, what have you thought about what Mark Davis has been able to do? Getting the team to Vegas, the great stadium, the awesome facilities, bringing in this regime, and they look like this team is really, and this franchise is really going in the right direction. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, four or five months ago, we were we were all wondering, right, what, what was going to happen, you know, with the, with the organization. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Mark has done a, a very smart thing, you know. I think he is pretty much like he has done. He may not have announced it like he did with Gruden, but I really think he is dependent on Josh, man, to, to run this thing. Uh, in a manner that, uh, you know, he, he knows he's capable of doing, you know, being in the, the Patriot franchise for so many years. So uh, I met the uh, young GM, I forget his name now, but, um, and uh, it was it was really, you know, pretty cool. He came up to me. I didn't know who he was. because <laughs> <laughs> these, these guys are so young now, man. Right. Know, I didn't know who he was. And uh, uh, so we got to talking, and I was like, hold up, you you're the GM. And he was, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was. It was a real fun conversation, man. Looking forward to to really coming out there, man. Having an opportunity. To, I haven't seen the facility yet, so uh, I'm gonna have to uh, make 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 some time to come out there and get that done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I'll say this. I know it took a while, and it took way too long for you to get that gold jacket, that Hall of Fame jacket. But Cliff Branch, it took a long time for him to get that gold jacket. He's gonna get it this year. What is your thoughts, just knowing that Cliff is now gonna be inducted into the Hall of Fame, where you are a member of the fraternity? Yeah, you know, I'm obviously obviously super sad that um, you know, he won't be able to be here to accept it himself. Uh look man, when I came into the league in eighty eight, they were talking about Cliff Branch in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? So uh it's really a shame that it's taken all these years uh for him to get in. But at the same time, you know, you're happy for his family that he's gonna get this honor and um, you know, they'll be able to call him a Hall of Famer for the rest of their lives. So that's a beautiful thing. But uh I I I I can't fake it, man. I'm 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 emotionally, you know, a wreck, you know, when I think about this because I know how much he wanted it. Yeah. I know how much he wanted to be called a Hall of Famer. And for him not to get that chance is, is really, really super sad. No, it is. It is. And I can't wait to get there to Canton to celebrate for him. And I know all of Raider Nation mm-hmm. will as, as well as you will. And before I let you go, I know you got a haircut coming up. I got one every Saturday. <laughs> I go and get my haircut. And my man Damon here makes fun of me because he's like, man, you're going to the shop too much. So how often does Touchdown Tim Brown go and get his haircut? No, them, I, every week I used to do that uh, when I was playing, man. But uh, no, I'm I'm probably every three weeks now, brother. I can <laughs> I can I can put a hat on for a couple of weeks now. You know what I mean? And, and make it happen. I know you that's know. right. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for your time. You're great as always. Just want to get a little insight to to your conversation with Devontae Adams, and and you got to come on out here and hurry up and hang out with us. And uh, when you do, man, the doors will be wide open. And we'll hang out. Sounds good, brother. Appreciate you. All right, there he goes. Touchdown, Tim Brown, the Hall of Famer. He said he can go every three weeks to get his hair cut. I ain't mad at that. One day, one day. I'll, that, see, that's what I got the hats for at the house. I'm waiting till the day when I can go every three weeks, and I'll just wear a hat for a couple of weeks like uh, like Tim Brown said. But look, you hear what he said? He used to get his hair cut every week. So, you see, I'm – Yo, he had to perform. No. I am, too. I got to perform, too. We're just on different levels. He's got to perform on the field. I got to perform behind the mic. He's got a helmet on. I got headphones on. See, we're almost the same guy. Not really. Not even close. (laughs) 
227 is the time. Many thanks to Tim Brown for joining us right there. Coming up next, Anthony Galavis. He'll talk to Vontae Adams. He'll talk Derek Carr. He'll talk some Fresno State. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Got a couple text messages on the Salmon Ass text line, 69187, keyword R&R. You can hit us up by way of text anytime throughout the course of the show, even when we have a guest, as we do right now. But I wanted to pass along these two text messages real quick. One, the thought of having two incredible wide receiver minds like Renfro and Adams in the wide receiver room together at the same time is so exciting. I can't wait. Also, one more big dub Raider Q. You know there ain't no way you're going three weeks between cuts. Got to keep them ways intact. Go Raiders. And you know what? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I already got my appointment for this Saturday. But I also have an appointment to talk to our next guy, Anthony Galavis from the Fresno B. He is my homeboy. my 559 guy. He was actually here in uh, in the Las Vegas area yesterday for the Devontae Adams press conference. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And you're a guy that knows first firsthand what Derek Carr to Devontae Adams looks like. So how, uh, how excited did you – or not excited. That's probably the wrong word. But just from being at that press conference with Devontae Adams, how excited did he seem for the opportunity to get back t- teeing up with his, uh, his college teammate? Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, good to hear from you. Um, you know, you can see him on that podium just reading from ear to ear how ecstatic he is to, you know, not – I wouldn't say finally team up with Derek because I'll say – you know, as he mentioned, as he alluded to yesterday, that, you know, it's about business, and, you know, he, he's a Packer, you know, at the time, so he's in the thick of But just seeing him, he just seemed happy, you know, that finally, after so many years, he's back with Derek again. Um, you know, just to think about what could happen again, what they had in Fresno, where just both of them set numerous records, thrilled Bulldogs, you know, fans red wings, just he he just seemed like joy joyful. Right. I mean, he, he took about twenty five minutes in the press conference to talk about his history with Derek and you know what this relationship means to him. And my goodness, I mean, just you could just see how happy he is. Right, right. No, it, it, you can hear it. You can hear it even when he called into the show yesterday. You could just hear uh, the the joy in his voice that uh, he's getting this opportunity. And we've had folks call in from Fresno after this. Uh, the whole transaction went down with Devontae Adams excited, talking about Bulldog this, Bulldog that, just excited because they have that Fresno State in them. So uh, from what you're being able to gather there in Fresno as you're there for the, with the Fresno B, how excited are, are, are the fans there, both of the Raiders and the Bulldogs? Very very excited. I mean, that's that's what they're talking about over here since that, that trade happened and when it got finalized the next day. Uh, everybody's talking about it. Uh, everybody's talking about, oh, it's a one-hour flight to Vegas. Let's let's all get together and go down there and check it out. I even spoke, spoke to several of their former teammates at Federal State. They're all ecstatic as well. They're all talking about how they're going to get together as a group and just have that reunion over there in Vegas and just get together with uh, Vontae and Derek before and after the game. I mean, some of these players that I've talked to, some of them were, you know, surprised that this went down. And they're also ecstatic, you know, that right. this happened. And, yeah, I mean, the talk over here in Fresno, just, oh, my gosh, you know, 
how about that? You know <laughs> what they did at Front State is going to carry on carry on to uh, to the Raiders. Right, no doubt. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, I, I knew immediately when it all happened how how many different entities were going to be so fired up and excited about the uh, you know about those two pairing back up together. And so uh, you 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 know what it looks like. You know what Carter Adams looks like. So how quickly can they, in your opinion, get on the same page? And and what kind of magic do you th- do you expect them to make? Well, I don't see any. Uh, they're going to lose a step. I mean, as he said yesterday. You know they, you know they get together every offseason and they'll get together and throw passes. And I, I really, I really believe that they're not going to miss a step. You know when uh, week one rolls around. I mean, obviously they're going to play. I mean, they're going to, they're not going to play as much in during the preseason. But week one, I expect both of them to, you know, show Raider Nation what they accomplish at Fresno State. So I don't, I can't foresee them. You know. Uh, missing a step because it's, that's not going to happen with them too because they just had that relationship that is really unmatched. Talking right now with Anthony Galavis from the Fresno B here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. One of the things that Devontae, he pointed out and, and said, he said that, hey, back in the day, uh, Derek used to throw it up there and let me go dunk on, on guys, talking about going up and basically mossing them, going up and just uh, out-muscling them, go get the ball. You know, just, hey, there's the ball, go get it. Uh, what, what is that like? What, what is it like to see Derek Carr hit Devontae Adams on a, on a deep ball and him just go up, like he said, and dunk on somebody? Well, that's the trust factor right there. I mean, Derek trusts Devontae to go up there and grab the ball. I mean, again, as I said earlier, I talked to some players, and they had mentioned that, like, Derek, he just throws, throws a fade in, in the end zone, and, you know, he expected Devontae to pull it down. And he's done that, like, many times at Fresno State. So it's just that trust factor that he has with Devontae. Just stepping, uh, you know, the first day that they both got together, it, it just clipped from there and just carried over to 2012 to 2013, where they set numerous records. So for Derek to throw the ball like 50, 60 yards down, he could trust Devontae to go up there and grab it, or even win the red, red zone situation. How much have you seen Devontae Adams grow from the moment that he was in college? He talked to, to, to the media. Uh, you were there. He talked to the media about his days in EPA and then Fresno State and then Green Bay till now. How much have you seen him grow from college to where he is right now? Uh, he's matured. I mean, he, he quickly matured. I mean, not to say he wasn't in, you know, not to say he was immature. Right. He's always been mature. It's just like he grew as a player from day one in 2014, 2015. Something like you see with Derek. Yeah, you know, he had an injury in 2016, but Devontae just, just, he, he was consistent for him. You know, he just, the game just evolved from 2016, 2017, and so forth. I mean, just to see him speak, look, Devontae has not changed at all. I mean, he, he's, he's well-spoken. You know, he, he carries, he carries himself. Right. And for him to be a star receiver in the NFL, yeah, I mean, he, he's grown so much from this time in 2014 when he first played his call game. Talking right now with Anthony Galavis here on Raider Nation Radio 920, talking all things Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. Uh, I did want to ask you this because those two guys, I mean, those are Fresno State Bulldogs, and I know spring ball, if it hasn't got started, it's right around the corner. Uh, how much is that helpful for recruiting when, uh, you know, when, when you have two guys like that that are playing so close to home? Oh, very. I mean, uh, when people think of Fresno State, they immediately think of Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, and they want to come here. I mean, 
even with the name, you know, with the guys that they have here right now, uh, people are just talking about, like, oh, I want to go play or something. Play. Look at Jeff Tepford. People want to play for Jeff Tepford because yeah. he's the one that had Aaron Rodgers, you know, at the time. And so you got the Bulldog quarterback right now, Dick Hayter, talking about he's hoping to bring the Balkany Derrick to Fresno so they can speak to the team. Nice. So that way the team has an insight of how these two grew together. Nice. I like it. And and you said uh, Tedford. You mentioned Tedford. Uh, he left the team in 2019. He returned in 2022. What's it What's it like to have Jeff Tedford back there uh, on the sidelines? Oh, it's great. I mean, when uh, uh, Coach DeBoer uh, took, uh, left for Washington, and people are wondering, is Tedford coming back? You know, who's going to be the next head coach? And when when uh, Tedford was named it, uh, Tedford came back, People were just ecstatic, you know. They were like happy that, oh, okay, you know, great, you know, we know Fresno State football is in good hands with uh, Jeff Tepford, and so you know, a lot, a lot of Red Wave are talking about, you know, talking about Tepford and what he means to the program and how he, you know, how he recruits. Uh, people are just happy here. I mean, it's, it's something that Fresno State needs to, need to have, like a name coach like Tepford, and with uh, Devonte and Derek carrying that name Fresno State. I mean, they also, you know, have that, uh, especially Derek has a relationship with uh, Tedford. So, you know, and going back to the recruiting, when people speak of Fresno, that's, that's who they speak about. Right. <laughs> Derek and the Bronx. <laughs> right, a- absolutely. Uh, I I did want to ask you this Fresno State because you know we pay a lot of attention here in uh, Las Vegas as uh, we talk uh, UNLV football as well. Is there anybody on Fresno State that we need to be on the lookout for? Someone that might be, uh, you know, up and coming that we got to look out for. Man, that, that's <laughs> that's really impossible. Uh, I can't answer that because I have not seen those guys uh, during okay. spring uh, practice. They just started on Monday. Okay, gotcha. Um, Going out there tomorrow, although it's not going to be much of a practice because tomorrow's Federal State Pro Day, but I'll get a good grasp of it. Ask me later on that because, uh, I mean, Jake Cater, the quarterback, yeah. he's a pro So, I mean, he, he's worked out with Derek before. So, you know, that's one one player that uh, scouts may need to look at is Jake Cater. And, uh, you know, they also got the wide receiver, Jalen Cropper, who, you know, pretty much has grown kind of – for, personally, he kind of resembles for me Devontae Adams, but uh, yeah, they got a lot of talent here. But the two names I can think of immediately is Painter and uh, Cropper. Okay, all right. Well, I might have to shoot you a text or something after pro day tomorrow and uh, get the insight on who showed, showed out and who shined a little bit uh, as we are getting closer to draft season. I always like to check in and see what the Bulldogs are doing. Obviously, I like to t- pay attention to everything going on in the Mountain West. Well, Anthony, great stuff, man. I definitely appreciate you giving a little background on Devontae and Derek uh, when they're Fresno State days. Uh, anything you got coming out in the Fresno B that we need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I uh, reached out to several uh, former teammates of uh, Devontae and Derek, and uh, I got uh, something cooking on that, so I'll be coming up in the next few days. All right, I'm um, sure you'll put that on your Twitter. Put that out on your Twitter account, I'm sure. Definitely. All right, I'll make sure, I'll make sure to check it out and, and definitely retweet it all, man. Anthony, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for having me, Q. All right, no doubt. There he goes. Anthony Galaviz. You can find him on Twitter at Agalaviz underscore the B. Covers Fresno State. Covers everything going on in the 559. And, uh, you know, got a shout-out to my guy. He's uh, holding it down there in, uh, in in Fresno for me. 2.43 is the time. We'll come back. Uh, get your calls and texts, 702-365-9200. And also the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. With the latest AFC West shakeups, how are you feeling about the Raiders? Where do they stand? And What team has the most dangerous wide receiving core now? Holler at us. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.
Give me your best. What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you listen to Raider Nation 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 9, here's your boy Q. Early in the show, we had Tim Brown, touchdown Timmy, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. On the show, talking all things Devontae Adams, talking about the Raiders in general, talking about he's never been to the facility in Henderson. Got to get Tim Brown on out, get him in the studio, and do a little Q&A with Tim Brown. That'll be a lot of fun. Got John McClain from the Houston Chronicle coming up at the top of the hour. Talk all things NFL. We'll, of course, talk about Tyreek Hill being traded from the Chiefs to Miami. It's crazy offseason. Crazy offseason. I don't know what the biggest move this offseason has been. Honestly, there's been so many of them. I really don't know. I really don't know. What's the biggest move that's happened this offseason so far? Woo! Devontae Adams for the butterfly effect of making the Chiefs get rid of Tyreek Hill. Maybe. Maybe that could be it. You got Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland, and they now that, that makes them turn around and have to trade Baker Mayfield. You got Matt Ryan going from the Falcons to the Colts. I mean, there's so many different moves that have happened. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was huge. Reports coming out that they... Pete Carroll said he wanted to keep him. There's so many different moves that have ma- been made. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what the biggest move is. Of course, for the Raiders, it's Devontae Adams, no doubt. Hell, Devontae Adams not going back to Green Bay. Not resigning in Green Bay is huge in, in, in its own self. And then him ended up with the Raiders. And then, like you said, parlaying that into Tyreek Hill wanting more money than him, and he's out of there. And, you know, the, the, the Raiders' benefit is not only on the field, but they also help weaken the other team in the division. Here's something that I just forgot about. Tom Brady retired and came back and didn't right. even own the news cycle. That's true. That's true. 702-365-9200. Want to hear from you. Uh, Raider Mike, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Dude, I'm on this beach here in Florida. I just blew up ESPN Florida arguing with everybody saying we're Super Bowl bound. Are you kidding me? The ripple effect, the Bruce Lee drop a pedal into a lake was Devontae. Tyreek has gone out of division. We signed Chandler Jones. We have, and then all these little moves, Bilal out of Chicago. I mean, the Muppet is going to go down into the ground. (laughs) You lost your best receiver. Nothing you can do about it. You don't think we can cover Kelsey now? Really? All I'm saying is Florida is floored by what's going on. This is New England and, and Dolphin country. And I hear the fear in their voice. I just did a call with ESPN here in Florida. They're, I, lit, I lit their nation on fire. It's so pissing me right now, and I love it. I'm going to continue to douse it. Six months till the season starts, and I just keep pouring kerosene on that fire. So, anyway, nation, we have been screwing up for, what, 21 years? These Kardashian Kardashians, get off his junk. It's over. I'm looking at the Gulf of Mexico going, wow, I'm seeing rings. Seeing rings. How can you not? Chandler Jones... If we get Gilmore and Matthew, who are talking to each other, going, I'll take less money if you take less money, let's gang up. Let's do the L.A. Rams trick. 
The L.A. Rams trick, we will do. It's going to happen, but it's going to be perpetual. It will keep happening. We are going to be the free agent destination. When we had that crap hole in Oakland with Al, we were the free agent destination. Now we have the most awesome facilities. We're in the desert and the biggest adult Disneyland world you can imagine. Who wouldn't want to live there and play there? Come on, boys. Bring it. We're catching up with the Patriots in five, six years. All right. Good stuff, man. Thank you. You know, one of my big questions I had there was, where are you at? You got all them birds chirping in the background. That sounded kind of cool. Birds sound like they're having a good old time. He's on the beach. It sounds like it. He called in. He said, I'm Well, I know he said he was on the beach, but I was just kind of wondering, like, I mean, there's a lot of beach in Florida. So I was kind of wondering where specifically he was with all them birds chirping in the background. The birds were out there having a good old time. They were singing his praises. I like that. I'll say, I mean, hey, Allegiant Stadium is amazing. When it comes to the Coliseum, it was not, it was not the business. I get it. But it was our not the business. You know what I mean? Like, that was, that was our home. It wasn't the greatest, but it was ours. And, uh, you know, I know that the Raiders had to share it with the, the A's, but uh, everyone knows that that was, that, was, uh, that, was, uh, the, that was where the mecca of the Raider Nation was. I mean, just right there at the Coliseum, having so much fun out there in the parking lot. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing that you can ever, ever replace that place with. I mean, it was just so stinking amazing. Again, I love Allegiant Stadium, love everything about it, love this chapter of the Raider, um, you know, their, their history. But, man, I, I don't ever want to forget the history that was. The Oakland Coliseum. Let's go back out to the Rare Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to Mr. Black. He's calling in from another beach place. How about calling in from Hawaii? What's on your mind, my man? Hey, aloha, Q. Hey, aloha. Hey, that last call, he kind of sounded like Romanowski. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, yep. Just the way he just the way he talked. Yeah. Yeah, uh, really happy to see uh, Tyreek Hill leave our division. Uh, I'm not too happy about Russell Wilson, but that's I don't think that'll be as much of a uh, big deal as uh, Tyreek leaving. And then, uh, Russell, you know, uh, I'm an old-timer, so I remember, you know, I hated the Seahawks uh, back in the day when Jim Zorn and, and Largent would just tear us up. And and then uh, with Russell Wilson, uh, once they left the AFC West, you know, I didn't mind, didn't mind be, uh, you know, somewhat of a fan of theirs. Good people, uh, good team. But I lost a little respect for Russell Wilson. On that second Super Bowl, when coach calls, uh, coach throws, brings in that play, mm-hmm. you know, to pass the ball. I, you know, I'm old school. Back in the old days, the quarterbacks uh, called their plays. I would have went in the huddle. I'd have said, you know, coach wants us to run this play, but screw that. We're going to give the rock <laughs> to beast mode, and we're going to win this thing. And when he went ahead and did that play that coach wanted, I just lost a little respect for the guy. I got you. He wanted to cook. He wanted to be the guy. He was going to be the MVP, and they didn't want this to be the MVP, so they did not throw or they did not give him the ball, and they decided to throw him or throw the rock. So, uh, yeah, I got you. That was kind of cool, though. We had a Florida call. We had a Hawaii call back-to-back. I like that. Worldwide. And that's how we get down. We did get a uh, – we got a text from Raider Richie in Arizona. The Raiders now have the best wide receiver crew in the best division in the NFL. Don't fear the Chargers wide receivers. Don't fear the Broncos wide receivers. And Mahomes is now Mahomeless. With the loss of Tyreek, Raider Richie in Arizona. 255 is the time. We'll come back, kick off hour number two of the show. We have John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. He'll join us. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.